Welcome to the Weaving Magic Podcast, where we discuss the different ways to weave magic throughout your daily life. We are your hosts, Alyssa Lilly and Tara Webb, and we are thrilled to guide you in this magical journey of exploration and ritual. Welcome to the Weaving Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa Lilly, and I'm Tara Webb. And today we're going to be talking about boundaries. Woot, woot. Oh, the fun conversation (laughs) of boundaries. Oh, just say no. Just say no. I I don't know if anybody else is really feeling it, but I feel like boundaries here recently, collectively really, because a lot of people are talking about it right now, are just being pressed and we're being challenged in maintaining them. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult to know how to maintain them when you don't even know what your own boundaries are and you're overstepping boundaries for yourself too. Uh, because sometimes we think that boundaries are with other people and they are very much so, but it begins with yourself. You know, if I'm not going to honor my own boundaries of what I said that I'm going to do for myself or to myself or with myself, who else is going to, you know? Mm. Yeah. It, it's split into two. We need to reflect on, what our boundaries look like with ourselves, So then we are better equipped to show people the door to build a relationship with us in return, mm-hmm. right? Setting boundaries with others is very much knowing this is what I want a friendship and a relationship to look like. And this is what I'm seeking out of it. And we don't ever take the time to pause and think about that. I mean, Tara, how many times have we talked about recently that we're tired of temporary friends and sometimes we're going forward, we're gonna have to stop and tell people, Hey, I feel a connection. I want this to be a deep friendship. Is this what you're looking for too? And even as something I've realized lately is accepting that friendships are, you know, reason, season, not a lifetime kind of feel. Now there are some that do come in for what they need to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even articulating that, like, you know, this friendship seems like it's a bit surface level and that sounds so mean, right? But it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be boundaries that word comes across as harsh because (laughs) we don't do them Mm -hmm. people don't do them and so it feels like when it is set up that it is such this negative connotation it's like you know hey I don't feel like I can go that deep with you but I'm okay with having this surface level conversation with you Mm -hmm. and I'm at the point in my life at the moment where I'm kind of not with people um I don't really want surface level and that's even like surface level spiritual Mm -hmm. um Bless this person's heart. I, uh, not Southern for you right there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I went to get the boy's haircut and I had on my beautiful crystal necklace, my moon necklace. And the guy there was just like immediately attracted to me because I think he is, um, trying to figure out his own spirituality in some ways, you know, and it's like, oh, well, you know about this because you have the necklace and you have, you know, and was like making these connections about things. and. It was nice that, you know, he, he was saying stuff, you know, I was like, as the, as, as, as he was cutting their hair, um, I had a little fairy in my hand and I was like, cause yeah, they had to look down and so I was like, oh, look at this little fairy. What does the fairy look like? Or what does the dragon look like? Or the Phoenix, you know, whatever it was. And I was just doing this. And, um, as I'm having this conversation with my child, he did his best to like connect with me on a spiritual level, but it was still surface level spiritual. And that sounds very mean once again, because it's boundaries, you know, and I was going into the mindset of, 
I'm getting my hair, my kid's haircut. Mm-hmm. And I'm focused on my kid right now. Yes. And I didn't have the space. And that's what it comes down to, right? I didn't have the space to open myself up to somebody that I probably will never see again, especially because we're moving, you know, um, to dive into this spiritual conversation. And I fully appreciate them and send them so much love. It's just at that moment, my boundary was like, oh, I have to focus on my kids because they don't enjoy getting their hair cut. They want it long and messy and tangled. Mm-hmm. And, it, and that's also a moment for you and your kid, right? That's, t- that's quality time that you're getting. And I know that when I take Lincoln, usually Sean takes Lincoln to get his haircut. But when I take him, I really enjoy the experience of chatting with him and, you know, we're just quote unquote distracting them, but it's, it's such a beautiful just moment that you get to have with them. And I don't really want to spend the time talking to the hairstylist. It's not my, it's not what I'm there for. Now for my own hairstylist entirely. Right? Oh I yes. Will, I'm, su- exactly. I'm good friends with my stylist, <laughs> right? Like the things that they know about me. <laughs> Um, and that's, I think the distinction of like, you know, people hear that first part and they're like, but he just wanted to form a connection with you. He just wanted someone to see him. And I get it. I get, we all want someone to see us. We, we truly do. But, and this is something that Alyssa mentioned before we popped on this call. It's setting that boundary of, um, you don't get to just trauma dump or relationship dump or whatever on me without asking if you have the space. And we do that a lot. I mean, Alyssa and I set boundaries early on and not that I think we need them at the moment in regards to this, because we do have space for each other, but we're, we would ask, Hey, do you have space for what I'm about to say to you? Because most times, you know, somebody else has something going on and they have to at least adjust their mindset. Mm-hmm. much less, you know, what's going on. If you're calling somebody, they're in a different environment. They have different energies going on around them. And to all of a sudden shift into yours, whether it's negative or positive is going to be a huge toll on them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's just kind of basically how I feel about that. <laughs> yes. It's, 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 it's vital. And I love that we have that connection and those boundaries and I love seeing myself start to implement these with other people because people don't think about it of just pausing and saying, Hey, I have a lot going on. I don't know what's going on in your life right now, but I really need someone to talk to. Do you have space? And sometimes the answer will be not right now, Mm -hmm. but let's touch base tomorrow when I'm in a better headspace, right? But giving them that consent. Mm -hmm. And I think we're so scared to do it. And I know I speak for myself here, so I can, I can say this um, because we're worried that if we do that, they won't want to come back to us. Mm-hmm. You or know? they're not going to like us or that we're going to hurt someone's feelings, but we're mm-hmm. not responsible for how people respond to our boundaries. No. no, I mean, there are plenty of times and it's mostly with friends that, you know, the boundary was, I see you, I am going through my own shit right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the space to listen after giving someone multiple, because I'm the kind of person that will give you so much space and, you know, will love on you. And, and even when I have my, like need my own space, I also love on you, obviously, like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be there, but I have to remove myself a little bit. And there have been so many times when I've done this and that person gets extremely hurt. And so what we need to look at is as a society, right? We want those real conversations, those real friendships, but when they come up, we actually would rather people lie to us Mm -hmm. because it makes us feel better. Well, do you want to feel better? Or do you want a friend, a person who's around you that is honest, even if it comes across and says, you know what, this, this connection between us, this, whatever this is, even if there's nothing there at the moment, you know, this, us just meeting or whatever. um, I'm actually not invested in this. Mm -hmm. 
mean, we want that from a partner, right? We want someone to be like, and I'm not husband material. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of wasting years of your life. Mm -hmm. That's something we talk about. And so why can't we have that with friends? You know, I really, I see you as being a loving, kind, amazing person. Just not for me. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And that's, that's the part that we need to learn to embrace and be okay with. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is going to like everybody. I am the villain in someone's story and that's okay. Yes. All we can do is protect our own energy and do what's best for us and our families and our homes. And of course, don't harm other people. Right. But that's priority, at least in my life, that's my priority. And if you are wanting to befriend me and, and be in my life, you also get my family, right? They, they are part of my life and setting those boundaries has been very important recently. And I've noticed that not a lot of people talk to me that much anymore, but you know what? That's okay because I'm busy and there's a lot going on. And honestly, I don't really have the space. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I tend to be the kind of person that grasps friendships, especially when I lose one, I go reaching for the others. Cause I'm like, no, 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 no. I need these friends. You know, I'm like, all of a sudden being this really amazing friend, which I always am, but like the, like the grasping of the sand of like, no, come back. Don't leave me even if they haven't. Um, and it, it kind of gives you that chance to look at how do I want to show up for them so I can show up for myself? You know, if we are grasping for those friends, is that authentic? And honestly, is it fair to them? Mm-hmm. At that last minute of like, no, no, no. Hey, how you doing? How's your day going? And then, you know, if you're anything like us, you're like, oh, I forgot to message you back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yep. Two weeks later. Oh, hey. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) Hey, you. (laughs) Well, and also, can we normalize the conversation of, hey, I've noticed that our friendship feels a little weird. Let's talk about it. Mm. I feel uh, like there's so many times when you feel a resistance, we don't talk about it. So I feel like you hate me, right? And you feel like I'm ignoring you and that I hate you. And really it's just, we're both feeling this weird energy and we don't know what to do with it. Or, or one person is willfully ignoring it. Yeah. Like, no, nope, the elephant in the room. I'm just going to like not stare at that. And anytime I'm ever in your presence, just smile like it doesn't exist. Yep. That is so fucking awkward. Like it is the, the And worst. you can feel it. You can feel it. You know, it's there. You know that they're doing it. And yeah, it's just, awkward. and that's, that's something else for those of you listening, trust your instinct, trust your gut. Like if you feel like someone is ghosting you, if you feel like, you know, they're not being true to the energy and they're fake to you, trust it. Mm-hmm. Like th- there's a reason you have a gut mm-hmm. it's in there saying, hello, um, they're probably not the best person to be in your life. So deuces. Like, and you can tell the difference between someone doing it intentionally and someone that's got a lot going on. Yes. You can feel the difference. Trust yourself. I, I feel that so deeply, especially in what I have going on at the moment of, um, friends and like cutting people out because they've cut me out and that kind of stuff. And it's like, uh, yes, you give leeway, right. For those that matter. Let me clarify that for those that matter, those that show up consistently in your life, you do give leeway if you, if it's important to you, um, if Lisa, for whatever reason, decided to not message me for a few days, um, (laughs) it would be very weird. Um, but just for whatever reason, right. Like, you know, you just felt like I need my own space and I'm not, I can't even articulate that. Right. I would give Alyssa that space and then be like, yo, 
what is going on? But if this like happened, we've done that, yeah, we have, we have. But if this happened repeatedly, right? Mm-hmm. At what point do you reassess that relationship? Because that is very important. You can't always look at that past constantly, but, oh, but they were so amazing to me then. They were so nice. We had such a great bond then. Yes. And what does now, it look like now? Mm-hmm, now maybe it's, it's not that, and that's okay. It sucks. It really sucks, but it, it is okay. And it doesn't define who you are as a person. Let me just and say it doesn't that. make you a bad person at all. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Go ahead. <laughs> I say it's funny because, um, as I was telling Alyssa, uh, right before we popped on that, you know, we're going to record this. And of course the universe is like, here, here's a, here's something to even like deal with boundary wise. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to talk about it. So let's give it to you. Um, and I'm a very difficult person. I can say that with a lot of strength and confidence. I, I honor my difficulty because, um, but one I will embody that I'm Taurus and I love luxury and I have not given myself luxury so many times in my life that when I want something my way as a mom, right? Cause we don't always give to ourselves. I'm going to do it my way. Um, and I really see it with my kids because I think my mom was someone who was very good about, um, respecting what I wanted as a kid. Um, you know, here's the purple ball. I don't want the purple, I want the pink. Cool. Here's the pink. Like kids are adults too. I mean, are uh, people too. Um, my husband, on the other hand, um, is a very simple person and I don't know if he's simple and that it's not simple minded, like things that he likes are simple. You know, um, he could just eat rice and meat every night for the rest of his his life and be fine. Like that, that's it. Um, and I don't know if he's that way because if there's parent stuff or if that's just who he is and that's, that's fine. Um, we decided to do ice cream for losing teeth. We don't typically do tooth fairy with money kind of thing. And so I bought like eight things of ice cream yesterday (laughs) Um, for this tooth fairy thing. Because I was like, I don't know what I want. This is so fun. I'm just going to grab them all. So of course I come home with, you know, and they're they're tiny ones. We come home with the eight ones. And of course my boys are like, I want one of all. I'm like, okay, that's okay. Because I don't know what I want either. So we're going to try them all. And, you know, yesterday they had this and today they have this. And so I was nursing Aurelius, my youngest, and my second child, Thomas, who actually lost his tooth was like, mom, I finally finished my smoothie. Can I please have ice cream? And I'm like, yes. Hey, Justin, can you go get ice cream? And he was like, yeah, sure. And he gets up and he's like, what, what flavor do you want? He's like, I want all of them. And he was like, no, just choose one. He's like, but I want all of them. And of course, mom has said, I, you can have all of them. So of course he wants all of them. And he was like, Thomas, just choose one. I was like, Just come on, just let him have one. He's like, Oh, you're just so fucking difficult sometimes. Oof. I was like, mm. That wasn't the smart mm. choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said at the beginning, I am difficult. Like, I get it. Um, we can say that together and, and it'd be fun, but as a boundary, and this is not something he typically does. I'm going to preface that. Like, he's not the kind of person to say things in front of our kids and it be like bashing the mom ever. He just had like a moment of forgetfulness on this. And so I went up to him later and I was like, I don't appreciate this. And of course, at that moment, he got defensive because we tend to do that when it's like coming at us. But he came back and apologized like, you know, you're right. I didn't mean to say that for our kids. And um, I'm like, you can think I'm difficult all day long. 
That's fine. I, I'm okay with that. It, it's setting that boundary of, again, like we're not even going to start this because even though it's not a big deal, right? Because I can say I'm difficult. It's not a big deal. It's when we get that in our mind, that just one time, eh, just, just one little thing. It's okay. He, he didn't mean it, right? The next time, well, you know, whatever. And you continue to build that. Where's that boundary going to stop? It's more difficult to stop the boundaries after you've let them fall away in the beginning than it is to just set it firmly immediately. Mm. I feel that very deeply. Mm. But I will say this. If you have let your boundaries fall and you want to set them back, you still can. Oh, yeah. Just because it's difficult doesn't mean it's impossible. Lean into the discomfort. I really am feeling that message, especially right now in the collective and everything that I'm hearing. Um, I was just telling Tara before we started recording that um, a client of mine called me or she messaged me. and. she has someone messaging her wanting to be her friend and just dumping all this trauma on her. And she doesn't have the space for this friendship. So she's reaching out to me and how, how do I set this boundary? And you know, it's a good question because we don't talk about it. And so I, you know, just being real, what is this going to look like if you pretend to be this person's friend for the next year? And this person thinks you're their best, you're they're your person. And you're not, and you were never invested in the friendship. That's worse than just being like, Hey, I'm, you know what? I don't have the space for this and I'm not really looking for friendships right now, but I appreciate you reaching out. Be the bad guy now. And that's in some ways sad that that's considered the bad guy. Right. Right. But you're you're not, you're just trying to respect your own energy and we're all in mm -hmm. different places of our life but we also all want to be seen. And when we're not seen or accepted, I feel like it triggers that trauma response from, you know, way back when, if you didn't fit in, you were going to die, you were going to be cast out. And so anytime you don't vibe with someone, you instantly feel like it's the end of the world in your body. And Mm -hmm. we get to move through that. And um, it also doesn't help that we don't talk about boundaries or how to set them. So it's scary anyways. It is. And I think a lot of that is, you know, we're looking, as we've said, for others to see us. And that's not someone else's job. Yes, your parents should have seen you as a child as much as they can, you know, because we can only see so much as parents. Um, Your partner, well, yeah, they should see you as much as they can as well. But in the end, it it does come back to you um, healing yourself and seeing yourself. We really can't expect others to give to us and, and be that friendship to us that we need deeply. We need to be that friend to ourselves, And I think that is how, um, I subconsciously manifested Alyssa. <laughs> um, cause I have very, very few friends that I can like text and say, I'm having a shitty day. And I, I don't actually do that very often. Um, it really depends on the circumstances and how I can like relate to that person, but I have very few, I have maybe like on one hand and they're dwindling, <laughs> but I manifested that from giving to myself first by choosing, I'm going to start setting boundaries one and, you know, really looking at myself and saying, I am worth this. I am a kick-ass friend. I had such a difficult time saying that because, you know, we, we feel like if we compliment ourselves, if we um, brag on ourselves, that it's a negative, that we are um, being uh, 
the only word that comes to mind is like braggios or something, but that's not a, I don't think that word exists, but it does now. (laughs) Um, But it's like, we're going, um, I can't think of the word is, but we're just going on about ourselves, right? That we are just um, conceited. That's the word. Mm -hmm. And it's not true. That that's a, a bit of our trauma, I think, because it is very important to see who you are truly in your true form. You know, me as a person, I am an amazing friend. I'm an amazing mother. I can say that with just utmost confidence. I'm a kick-ass partner too. Like those three things, I can umbrella myself under that. And just, you know, if someone else chooses to walk away from my relationship, if whatever reason, I don't think this will ever happen. But if one of my kids gets really upset one day later in the future, it's like, oh, I hate you. You suck as a mom because that can happen. They don't mean it, but it comes across. I have the confidence in who I am to say, Mm, I'm sorry you feel that way. I don't think so, but you know, I still love you and you can come and talk to me about when, you know, what you want me to change in being a mom. Right. I have that. And we have to be able to have that in ourselves so that others can start to see it in us. And that's how we really attract the true friendships and relationships that we're looking for anyways. Cause the more that you know yourself, the more that you love yourself, the more you know what you want and you will begin to attract that and set the boundaries for that. So yeah, you might set boundaries with people and they may, may fade away, but those relationships served their season. And now you're getting that new friendship, new relationships, new connection. Even if you're with the same partner, your connection with your partner can completely transform. Again, the more that you set the boundaries and, and get to know yourself. So Alyssa, what would you say would be the first way to start setting this boundary? You know, we've been talking a lot about friendships and relationships, but, you know, boundaries can be around anything, around the food you eat and not, we don't mean like going on constant diets. We mean like your relationship with food. Um, They can be around anything. So with, with you being a coach, what is the first thing you would tell your client on how to start setting those boundaries? Um, and really being able to embody it versus it feeling just like weight on their chest. Mm. I would say the first step would be even um, a little bit further back than that to understanding where the boundaries are. We can't set boundaries if we don't know what kind of boundaries we want. Um, So the first step in my coaching program and how I work with my clients is awareness. So really taking the time to journal, um, you know, what you want your day to look like. We all have those things. Me, for example, I know meditation and breath work and dance all make my day better. If I'm resisting that and I'm not following through with these things that I know help me, why is that? Where is that boundary? Really? Is this something I think I want every day? Is it something I want to pull out when I feel I need, like I need to sit back and really be aware. What do I want my day to look like? What's holding me back? Where do I need to put the boundary? And once you have a clear picture, then set the boundary, not only with yourself, but also with others. I always say, start with yourself and then start with someone you're really close to. Cause the first time that you have a conversation about boundaries, it's awkward and uncomfortable. And you don't know how to do it because you've never done it before. Sit down with your partner and say, Hey, 
I want to talk about boundaries. Maybe preface it with you're not mad if you're not wanting to start a fight, right? You can say, hey, I really want to start working on boundaries and you know what I want my life to look like. Let's talk about it together. Now, my husband and I, we talk about it all the time. And right now we're working on what do we want our family routine to look like and what memories do we want our kids to have? Because now they're getting to the age that they're going to start remembering these moments. So awareness and understanding what you want your boundaries to look like. Very true. And I I would also add, maybe after you've gone through that, is looking at where you first learned about boundaries in your relationship to that, you know, where that came from. That's the next layer deep. Yep. I'm like, you know, why do I have this negative connotation around boundaries? Um, Was it when I was younger? Was it when I, you know, I learned about them in maybe high school because I didn't honor them. And I realized, oh, um, someone didn't respect me in, in whatever way, right? I think that's where we're able to dive deeper and and begin to not only see it for ourselves, but heal that piece of ourselves that is scared to enforce those boundaries. Yeah. And I will say, I see a lot uh, when I work with people who have childhood trauma of it not being safe to have boundaries for yourself and you, you get lost in trying to please everyone else. Right. And then you don't know how to set boundaries and it triggers your trauma response because it feels life-threatening when we talk about that. And so (sighs) reminding yourself that you're safe in the process is important. Um, If you haven't listened to the episode, the beautiful and courageous you method, I don't remember the episode number, but definitely go check it out. We'll put it in the show notes or something. Um, where we talk about a breath work that you can always come back to, to remind yourself that you're safe. I think as well as, I know you talk about this, a comfort item, mm-hmm. something in your hand, you know, usually Alyssa and I have a crystal or something to kind of bring us and you know, ground us back. Um, or a stuffed animal. I always mm-hmm. have stuffed animals around. <laughs> I actually have, um, because my husband uh, sells things and I have, this it's like an elephant turtle porcupine thing I don't know what it is um but the back of it is that sequence that goes up and down in different colors Mm. and so I can like pet it and just go up and my kids steal it all the time because it's super adorable but it just goes up and down and I also got a Volpex oh I love it Oh, I want one now. I haven't had a Volpex in forever. Oh. It's it's super cute. Um, <laughs> you know what? That is that is your challenge for the week, Magic Weavers. I was really thinking, you know, oh, boundaries and like, what can we do that's intent? Find a comfort item for your boundary. Yes, find to feel safe. And it, you know, mine, I don't know. I don't have it next to me. I have a little squishy unicorn um, named Leonard. And I love to squish him and hug him uh, when I'm wanting to feel safe. So find that comfort item and don't be afraid to have fun with it. It doesn't have to be a singular item either. It could be coloring. Coloring might be your comfort color while you're working through things. And uh, I always say when you connect to your inner child, the first step is connecting to the joy. So find a comfort item that makes you feel safe and brings you joy. Definitely. I, I would agree with that. And maybe ask yourself that question. What did I really want when I was younger in the sense of like, what would have brought me comfort when I was younger? I'm not sure it would have been a turtle, elephant, hedgehog, <laughs> thing um but we'll go with it because at the moment it brings this inner child lots of joy (laughs) 
Well, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode and we look forward to seeing you next week.